R.E.M. kicks off Radio Week for Bennington. And welcome to Bennington. I'm Ron Bennington. There's Gail Bennington. And our cousin, the one and only Chris Stanley Bennington. Now, this song off of uh, Murmur, the first album with R.E.M. I remember when R.E.M. went on the David Letterman show, did this song... And then they go, here's, and also we have another song, we don't have a name for it yet, and it was South Central Rain, right? And it was so early on with them that I don't even think Michael Stipe spoke. Like, Letterman came over, Michael Stipe just kind of sat on the drum riser and let the other guys talk. Like, he wasn't the... The guy? Yeah, he wasn't the guy who was just running around looking for a mic to talk to. Like, he, you know, eventually came this very, very expressive guy, but I guess he was like a shy kid at the time. And I remember saying, these guys are amazing. And went out and picked up Murmur, which now people, wherever you want to put, you know, REM, that's up to you. But that was the birth of college rock, which led into indie music later. I feel like a lot of people, uh, I have bad things to say about R.E.M. Because people are assholes. What's the point? The point is, you know, they did a song called Shiny Happy People. So what? uh, I don't care. uh, I actually dig it. I love that song. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. It's too late. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're already living with it. Um, But, you know, the Chris Stanleys of the world, the metal heads. Raise the fist, guys. I never not wear a black t-shirt. Do you hate uh, R.E.M.? No, of course not. You I love them. I saw I you bopping. I don't singing. understand what like it was. I guess it was like a backlash against college rock. Like it became like f- like a thing to like make fun of college rock. Like that's shitty college rock band. Even though the next thing, indie rock, sounds exactly like it. It's the same thing. Really, you tell me you don't have time for the replacements. Look you at, don't have yeah. Look at beautiful Michael Stipe with, with his all hair. this hair. Yeah, back on Letterman. Beautiful. Yeah, he was a gorgeous by guy. <laughs> the lips, the chin. Lips like sugar. Sugar Kisses, they used to say. Wait, that was another band. Uh, but there's us. We're up on a high horse today and furious as we get closer and closer <laughs> to ending Letterman that people are not remembering what... First of all, what a great... You have to remember the rest of the world was doing MTV and their look of kind of being a true rock and roll band at that time um, was hip. It was hip for whatever it was, 83... 84, I guess, something like that. October 1983. Thank you. Well, that's very late 1983, close to 1984. So while you're bragging about being able to read a YouTube, (laughs) I'm actually doing it from memory. Holy shit. Yeah. It fucking blows your mind now, doesn't it? Uh, But, you know, with Letterman going off, uh, you forget that Paul Schaefer used to pick a lot of those bands uh, back there. Well, Steve Jordan was an original drummer. I mean, Paul Schaefer's band on Letterman was the beginning of seeing any rock and roll with talk shows. Um, while he was doing this, you had that big giant Tonight Show orchestra band where they were sitting down and wearing matching jackets and shit. You know? Wow, I guess I never really thought about that. That's very true. I guess it was very edgy. Been, yeah. Paul Schaefer. Uh, having that little band was like when some when when some band, uh, talk shows now would just have a DJ. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're like what? That's what it's like to have a rock and roll band on stage. 
and the other weird thing is Paul would play with other bands. You know what I mean? Like they would do a thing like, look, if you guys are going to do me and my band are going to play with you. If you're going to do the show, we're going to jump in. So it was a very unique thing. Every time people came on.